There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Proverbs 13, verse 24. I'm going to run these verses. He despaireth his rod, hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. He that spareth his rod, hateth his son. Why would God let you destroy yourself in sin if he says he loves you? Why would he do that? Well, he won't. If you destroy yourself in sin, it's because of your choice. If you're a child of God, God's going to do everything he can to stop you. Do everything he can to chase you, discourage you. Proverbs 22 and verse 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. This is an interesting thing about foolishness in the word of God. We can't be fools that are saved. I cannot deny God. I cannot be a fool. I cannot reject God. It's impossible for me to. Why? Because he's in me and I in him. But I can certainly act like a fool. I can do my absolute best to mimic a fool. That's right. That's foolishness. That's the actions of a fool. Let me just say this, child of God, you can act like a fool. That's right. And God is going to drive that foolishness out of you. And he's going to do that with the rod of correction. Proverbs 19. I'll just, let me give do verse 13 first. It's quite a bit here, but a foolish son is the calamity of his father and the contentions of a wife are continual dropping. Verse 18 says, Chasten thy son while there is hope and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Chasten him while there's hope. In verse 29, judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. It goes on in chapter 23 of Proverbs in verse 13. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 29 and verse 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom. One thing I've noticed. I personally, this is me, you don't have to be like me, you really don't want to be like me. When I admonish my children, I instruct them. I always instruct my children. Doesn't matter what it is. This is why we do this. Right. I'll say, Liliana, Nathaniel, come here. Do this. This is how you do this. This is why you do this. She'll ask me, Daddy, why do we do this? Because this is what takes place. For instance, children, when you drop the sponge into the sandbox 
don't come over and try to wash daddy's car with it. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Why, daddy? Because you'll destroy the paint. And as hard as we drive the car, we got at least another year left on the paint. Amen. <laughs> After that, all bets are off. Why, daddy? Because daddy paid for this van, and daddy doesn't want the paint scratch. Why? Are you following me? Why, daddy? Because daddy's going to beat your rear end if you do it again. Oh, now it makes sense. That rod of correction has driven the foolishness out. But it also comes with reproof. It comes with instruction. As you deal with the children, you're going to speak to them, and God hopefully wisely, but you're going to speak to them in a hopes to change them so that they can have understanding. So all of this we've talked about, that rod of correction, that foolishness, all of these things are pushing one way. What? That child might be delivered from hell with the understanding of the holy things of God. And as Brother Ron Williams has said, Brother McVeigh, you don't have to raise hellions in this world. As Brother Williams, as people have told us, we shouldn't have children because it's such an awful place to raise children. And he said, Brother McVeigh, that's contrary to the word of God. He said, you don't have to raise hellions in this world. Right. Now, I'm going to give you a little Brother Herbert Williamson here. Some of you have heard me talk about this, and thank God for Brother Herbert. Why is a rod used? Well, we're going to see that in the book of Job. The rod is used... Because the hand is an instrument of love. That's right. It's an instrument of protection. Right. It's an instrument of safety. Are you listening? There are times I'll smack my children in their backside because there's nothing available. But I always make sure that same hand makes them whole. We try to carry a rod of correction. I said we try to carry a rod of correction. In the store, I like department stores because they always have rods of correction. You just make sure there's no security camera in the hallway. You just go to crack it with my money. Amen. I borrowed many of them. I don't pay for them. No, that's what they're there for. Amen. I borrowed many a spatula, many a rod of correction in the department store. I'm being funny about that. And I'm careful. You've got to be careful today. Be as bold and cocky as you want. You find yourself in jail. Amen. Try to be wise about that. But that rod is an instrument of cruelty. There's nothing precious about that rod. It's cruelty. It's brutality. It's pain. It's agony. It's violence. But that hand never should be. Right. Right. That hand is an instrument of love. It's an instrument of protection. And I'll tell you why. When I hold that rod, this fear, yeah. when I lay that rod down, and those hands say, come, it's good, brother. Yeah. It's I good. want that child to come. Yes, sir. Right. This is confused, brother Zach. Come here, just a second. I'm not going to hurt you. Come here, Zach. Come here, Zach. Come here, Zach. We got the one. Is that confusing? Yes, there is. Yes, sir. I love you, Zach. Amen, That's confusion. That's good, brother. Mm-hmm. Does God do that to you? No, sir. No, he does not. God takes an instrument of cruelty, a rod of correction, and he will hurt you. That's right. I know a family, if they do something, they flip them in the mouth. 
pop on the lips. I said, is that a rod of correction? And they explained to me why they do that. It's, it's their family. They can do what they want. I said, my wife said, don't you ever go flicking our children in the mouth. Don't you ever go flicking their lips like that. I said, you get a rod of correction. You live in their backside. Yes. You live in their backside. Right. Because those same hands, one of these days, are going to take that child. Mm-hmm. The tenderness and the love, you have to bind that child up and make them whole. <clears throat> you can't do that when this is the instrument of cruelty. Right. Take that as rebuke. Take that as reproof. That's right. Yes, sir. Right. It's good. Take that as an exhortation. I can handle Luke or Slug before I handle this. Amen. I can handle some knots on the head before I can handle that. Listen. Listen to what Brother Herbert always would say. He said, you moms and dads, he said, the reason your children despise you is they're confused about how you discipline them. That's right. Make no bones about it. There's no confusion how God disciplines. Why see? The fathers provoke not your children to what? Anger. Second, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. How do you provoke? You just push them too far. That's right. Right. You push them too far. How come some of you are so bitter? Got pushed too far. Come on. What you need was a rod on your back. It would have made you a whole lot happier. Well, didn't mean to get in that. Well, I thought we'd be done by now at Derek's week. Amen. Joe chapter 5. Now listen, I've let that slip. God's reproving me tonight. I've let that slip some. It's just easier sometimes to go ahead and get over with. I've learned something too. Listen, I got a big hand. I'm a big man. A rod of correction is a whole lot more effective. Right. It's a whole lot more. I will never break my children's bones with that rod of correction. That's right. right. That's right. Listen. That's right. I watch people do all kinds of things to their children. Because I give them a rod of correction. That's right. I saw that lady at the park. I talked to somebody. Just, I mean, just a, the perfect little family. Beautiful little blonde-haired, blue-eyed girls, and the mamas, you know, in her in her perfect ponytail with her hat, and they're walking in the park, and everything's. And the little girl sits down the path, and she goes, "Come on!" She's like, "No!" And I was just like, "Oh man!" I'm like, I, I started walking over. Oh, it's not my job. I got to back up a little bit. She goes, "Now, come on, sweetie." I mean, you talk about blowing the, the image of the perfect American family. No, not much older than the family. And I was like, "Well, this is an easy fix. I'm going to count to three. Like, oh, lady. And I mean, to be honest, I, I want a track. And I've talked about that for years. I've just never done it. Why won't my children listen to me? But it would offend people if you gave it to them right after that. But, you know, it, it yeah. might would admonish them. Hey, here, lady, why are you doing that? Read this track. Go deal with this. Amen. <laughs> why won't my children listen? Because you don't have the authority. Because you don't use a rod of correction. Yeah. And she's going, one, two. <laughs> now, only Liliana and Nathaniel. That he don't talk to, good. She doesn't remember. I walked by and said, Hey, girl, your mama wants you to get up there. She looks at me right up to her mama. I didn't touch her. She was scared of me. I ain't talking to that. <laughs> now, that's pretty short term fix. But God forbid, God forbid our father let us do that. God, for, he would be a cruel and unjust God. 
if he let us get away with that. That's right. And he's not cruel and he's not unjust. He's a merciful God. He's Amen. a kind and a loving God. Yes. Can I say this? He'll put that rod on us to help us. Right. In Job chapter 5, this is what he says. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. Can you imagine having a seminar? Man, let it be free. True happiness with Tim McVeigh. We'll go rent the Coliseum. We'll rent the convention center. Give out free tickets. True happiness with Tim McVeigh. You go back to that thing. You just need the devil beat out of you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and all the old school mamas would be like, Amen. That's right. Amen. You just need the devil beat out of you. Preacher, why am I so unhappy? Because you don't listen to God. That's right, preacher. Amen. And when God does correct you, you still So what does God do? You know where it starts? It starts with no. And then, by the way, he will use restraint. He will use restraint. He'll do everything he can to stop you. But you know what? I'm probably like a lot of you. I'm strong-headed, so you know what he has to do? That He has to hurt me. He has to hurt me. Let me just rest assured this. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Say this publicly. I've said it. My wife knows. I've said it publicly before. We lost two children early on. Lost him in the womb. I bear the responsibility of one. I bear that responsibility. And I'd lay there and watch my wife suffer. Blood run all over the hospital floor. And as she stood there beside that bed, trying to help her get dressed, God just reminded me. I tried to warn you. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Now, you can say what you want about that. David went through the same thing. I'm going to say this. It's a whole lot easier for us to go through that for my wife to have to hold that baby through the night season and watch that baby die. We have friends. I'm not inferring judgment. They held their little baby for 15 days knowing that baby would die. Thank God it was nice. God showed me. So my wife that I bear the responsibility for that. The joy is not believing the word of God. That's the joy. But in that he's made us happy. I don't despise him for it. I don't despise his chasing. That's right. I love him for it. Right. He maketh sore. How does he do that? The rod. And what does he do? He bindeth up. Amen. What does that mean? He hurts you. He lays down that rod. And that same rod that he struck you with, he takes the bandage of love, takes that ointment, and he binds up those putrid sores, and he heals, and he forgives. One thing that I had to learn as a father, especially being an older father than most in my, in my years, in the morning I remember the last thing at night. I remember going in and having to dole out severe discipline late at night. 
And the more that's still in my mind, and I go in, because I'm human, it's still in my mind. We're going, I hope it didn't affect these children too bad. And they roll over, jump out of bed, jump in their daddy's arms. It never happened. I had to learn that. I've had to say, Lord, help me to go to bed with this. And just know that by the morning, it'll all be better. Amen. And it's amazing how it is. It's amazing to go out the most severe punishment. And ten minutes later, it's all better. That's right. Amen. Because there's a loving hand that you can take up and bind. You've wounded. You've hurt. He said he woundeth and what his hands make whole. He just picks you up and he makes you whole. There's nothing more precious than the time of making whole. I say, come here. Lay the rod down. Empty hands. Hands of safety. Hands of strength. Hands of power, hands of love. They held a rod, it was cruel. But as soon as that rod's laid down, they can come running. You can make them whole. The laughter returns, the joy returns, the relationships restored. They become children again. That's right. And then five minutes later, you do the same thing. <laughs> five minutes after that, you do the same thing. You new converts, are you listening? Five minutes later, you do the same thing. Amen. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up There's for your redemption draweth nigh. There only was strife. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.